Welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zana. What's in your cup today, Zana? Today I'm drinking my go-to Irish breakfast tea by Adagio Teas, not sponsored. How about you? Okay, today I am veering away and don't come at me, but I'm actually having coffee today because I'm so excited for today's guest. I needed just a little extra caffeine boost. And so I'm... I don't know that you did. You're already very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today I'm drinking Dark Magic coffee from Green Mountain. As I mentioned, extra, extra excited because we're joined by audiobook narrator Samantha Brentmore. She's an Iranian-American voiceover actor raised in Kansas, based now in New York. And her versatile voice has been bringing complex women and their love lives in audiobooks, in video games for over a hundred romance titles. I am extra excited. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome. And fangirling all over the place. (laughs) I am fangirling all over the place. Welcome to the program, Samantha. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm just excited to be here. Equal fandom. I feel like our conversation (laughs) got me equally enthusiastic to be here. (laughs) So, Samantha, I have to start off by telling you and our audience the reason for all of my fangirling excitement. When Zana and I were in the early planning stages for this podcast, I wrote down a list of the top 10 interview gets. Those are the people that I most wanted to talk to, and you were on that top 10 list. So I first heard and saw you uh, during the live stream for These Walls Can Talk during Love in Vegas last year, and you stepped in for Emma Wilder, who was playing Niffer and who could not attend the event. Start off by telling us, uh, Samantha, how did that come about that you stepped in? Yeah, that that was first exposure of me to a lot of people, which I'm so grateful for the experience. So These Walls Can Talk, done by Erin Mallon. I have known Erin for a long time in New York. I usually know her from the theater world, because I was a producing director of a theater in New York for a while, and both as an actor and as a playwright, she worked with us there. And then it just turned out that we were both working at the same studio. So we've just been in each other's spheres for a long time, personally. And Vegas was my first convention that I ever attended. And I was just planning on going. It was the same year that she was doing this live reading of this trilogy. And she was just looking for replacement casting and looking at the narrators that were in attendance. So she had asked me as soon as, you know, Emma had made the decision that she couldn't make it. I love Emma so much as well. Like, I was DMing her so much after it was announced. to say, ooh, like, what tips do you have for this? Everybody loves you, loves this role. I'm very, like, scared to step into this because the fandom is so loving and I don't want to let them down. And, you know, she just let me know, just, you know, give the guys a hard time and you'll be fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And you totally crushed it, by the way. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a lot of pressure, but I do feel like, you know, so many of the other narrators there I've worked with either as a narrator or a producer. So then once we just got to be in person, it just felt like playing with your friends. So they all made it very welcoming and easy to also be around. But it was funny to me because as much as certain people in the audience, either on the live stream or in person, were like, oh, who is this woman? Um, there also were a couple moments with other narrators who hadn't had only worked with me as a producer that were hearing me perform for the first time. And the first break we took kind of came up and we're like, oh, hey, that's what you sound like. <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> it is. <laughs> I have to say that 
going into it, you know, I had heard that Emma Wilder wasn't going to be there. And it wasn't so much that I have a special place in my heart for the character of Niffer. I just, because I am also a Jennifer, I had, I had thoughts yeah, <laughs> about, sure. about them naming her Niffer, the whole, you know, part of the dialogue where they talk about if she's Jennifer, then she's of, you know, this certain age and just can't be anything else. So mm -hmm. you just did such a great job with it. And it looked like everybody was having so much fun. Like everybody, everybody who's sitting at that, uh, at that table at the panel was just having a blast. My favorite though, was the interactions between you and Teddy Hamilton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I too want to see the the surfer romance between the two of you in the it's future. It's coming. It's coming. It's is here. it? It's is here. It, it absolutely oh. is. I feel yes. like we oh, definitely manifested it. Yeah, no, I'm oh, so You heard it here it. first, folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, no, when we were prepping, it was very funny because the two of us were, when we were deciding where to sit, we said, well, should we have all these interactions together. Should we, you know, try to sit next to each other for that banter? We're like, actually, I think it'll be funnier if we have to go like at opposite ends of the table for all of this. So we specifically set ourselves like as far apart as possible. Maybe just we were super hammy. I don't know. We're maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you guys had great, great chemistry and rapport for those who weren't there. Teddy was sitting at the far end of uh, one side uh, next to Tanya Eby, which he also had great chemistry with. That was amazing. amazing. Um, and then you were sitting on the other end next to Jason Clark when he came in. Mm -hmm. So that was, he wasn't there for the whole thing, but when he came in for the third book, then he was next to you. And, but yeah. it was... It was great. And you were sitting next to Aaron, right? On, yes, yes. I was between Aaron and Jason. was on yeah. her other end. So yeah. Yeah, because she was having to do <laughs> like 10 a rolls. Of rolls. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I to be fair, if anyone can do it, Erin Mallon can. She can do uh, it all. Abs absolutely. And, and she to be is. Fair, like, Teddy has chemistry with anyone. I feel like well, he's doing is, a lot is, of it. I, I just being facts. the most yes. little, <laughs> charming mother effer you ever did meet. So. <laughs> It's okay. We're an explicit show. You can Yeah, we we are listed as explicit. <laughs> Great. So, uh, swear away. Off. I had a moment of panic as I was getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let we those have, motherfuckers we, fly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we my um, honey gals. <laughs> I mean, cuz first episode we had to talk about Joe Arden, so we can't do that without saying fuck at least once. So <laughs> No, no, no. You really can't. You can't you can't talk about Jordan and not talk about fuck. <laughs> Exactly. That was exactly. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Aaron is the patron saint of this podcast. I think uh, our, our listeners all know that at this point. Aaron, we would love to have you on the show. Thank you very much. This has been our daily plug. <laughs> so you had worked on several titles before all of These mm -hmm. Wells Can Talk Craziness. And did you have... Do you have a favorite up to this point or, you know, anything that... You know, so I narrate, like, under my pseudonym and then also under my name. And I've done something like, I don't know, at this point, all genres told something like 250 books. Most of them, I would say probably like 150 of them or so in, in romance. And it's really hard because the reason I say that is just that 
I like being scheduled that way so that I can bounce between genres and subgenres within romance. Like if you do for me, if I do like 10 small town romances back to back, it's really hard for me to connect to them and like not kind of get in my head or, or feel rote. So when I get asked the favorite question, it's difficult because I really appreciate all the different subgenres and and the books within them. I'll say there are some authors that I've had the opportunity to narrate for multiple times, and sometimes they rise to the top as favorites just because I get to really become familiar with their voice as a writer and the way they write things. So I would say Elizabeth O'Rourke is one of those authors that I've worked with a lot. Some of them are, you know, dual POV with a male narrator. There's one I did that was just me for the whole book. And the surfer book that is coming out with Teddy will be done in duet style. And it's an Elizabeth O'Rourke book. It's called The Summer We Fell. We get the manuscripts this week. I'm very excited. But her writing is really... You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Yes, hot. Hot tea. You got it. Yeah, so I love her. I love her writing. She makes, like... She plays with tropes, but really always makes them really believable. There's a um, time travel kind of sci-fi series that I did with Jason Clark that just released at the end of last year called Parallel. And, and it's kind of amazing because the way that she's done it is sort of like time travel slash like multiverse-ish, but she grounds it in very real characters. Okay. So you feel like you understand why they're making the choices they're making. And then the mystery is still fun to kind of solve along the way. And of course, it's like, you know, steamy deliciousness. So I think she gets the balance really well. But I think it's also, it's a favorite because I've had the opportunity to do so many of her books. And I just did this A.L. Jackson book. And she writes... So like her prose is almost poetic the way that she structures it. And it was a very different experience for me that I enjoyed. And I got to co-narrate with Connor, who I've co-narrated with for a long time. And that's always fun for me. It's more, I think sometimes it's less about the book and sometimes more about the experience. Every once in a while you get a dud (laughs) that maybe doesn't end up on a favorites. (laughs) So maybe that is maybe about the book. We don't talk about those. The most recent thing that I have listened to of yours uh, was uh, Thrill Ride. Um, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, by J.D. Carruthers. And mm-hmm. you did that in dual narration with uh, Shane East and Wen Ross, who yeah. is a new-to-me narrator. That was that was fantastic. And that had some mystery elements, too, because they have to solve a murder. Mm-hmm. And so... Which, it was sort of like yeah. MasterChef meets CSI. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. It was very much that. It was very much that with, with some... You need to assign me more murder books. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know what? I might just assign you this one today because this was this was fun. This was fun, even though it's not in duet. It mm-hmm. was it was very clearly that you were listening to each other very well on mm. you know whatever chapters you narrated, like our vocal match of each other. Yeah, the vocal mm-hmm. match. I maybe this is maybe this is just me, but I find that most narrators can't match Shane East as far as their as far as his particular London accent. Mm-hmm. But you did really well. Uh, your Thank guy you. voices are some of the best. Um, so <laughs> there are a handful of female narrators who I absolutely love to listen to their guy voices as much as their as much as their, you know, regular voice. You are one of them. Aaron's another one. And also Maxine Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, so the the three of you just, it sounds like that's a dude. We're going to put the boys out of work. Between the three of us, we're going to, we're just going to. Hey, you know, it, out of work. it wouldn't be, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be an it's awful a thing. Game. 
it, yeah, and and frankly, we need to, you know, celebrate the the female narrators just a little bit more. And this is the time to mention that Samantha is on TikTok at Ms. Underscore Brentmore, mm-hmm. and she is working towards a thousand followers. And as of yesterday, when I checked. You had 732 followers on TikTok, and so we're gonna we're gonna get you to a thousand, and so you can do lives, and we Just can hear more paying, live I'll voices. I'll show up anywhere and beg for these followers because apparently that's what we do now. Uh, yeah, that's that's the. <laughs> I'm about to go. Do yeah, it that's right now. that's the way to get yourself out there yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that about Shane. Thank you so much for the amazing compliment, and you know, so I did my first. Book with Shane was actually a trilogy that we did together. And I love that trilogy. I wouldn't say it's really mafia vibes, but it's like it's got some light elements of, you know, danger, mystery and whatnot. And it's a great trilogy. It's called the it's by Piper Lawson. It's the Beautiful Enemies trilogy. And it's Shane and I for the whole series. And I think that's why I got so grounded in Shane voice is because I did three books back to back where Shane was the main you know, was the guy that I was co-narrating with. So it took me a while and it was sort of like a intensive class when you get to do them back to back. Because not always, you know, when you work on a multiple, like a trilogy or something like that, you don't always get to do them back to back. You get them spread out. So it was nice when they were back to back because I just got to really work on that. And that one's actually on my on my list of... It's fine. TB, yeah, uh, my TBL list. But uh, I just haven't gotten there yet because... There's, because there's you know, so much to listen to. There's, there's so much great stuff to there listen to. There are only so. so many hours in the day. Exactly. Preach. Yes, ladies, preach. I know all about it. I'm always stunned when people tell me that they've like listened to as much of my stuff as they have or period. Because I'm like, there's so many choices that you can make. And when I feel like I make the cut for the hours in your ears, I've, I'm always very honored. Well, and it is a pleasure is a pleasure listening. And I'm well, right now I'm listening to... Uh, Thank you for listening by Julie oh, Whalen. Incredible, and, Best and in class. actually another another in the top tier of women who can do dude voices. So um, oh yeah, she's she's amazing. But I had been that had been sitting in my library for quite some time <laughs> until I finally could get to it. This will probably be in class. It's so yeah. good. She she narrates with such like ease and confidence, and you just feel safe in in her hands when she's telling a story. It's really wonderful. Yeah, she. I really feel like she's one of the ones that is like the next level narrators, you know. And, Absolutely. And so because everybody, all other narrators that I have heard, mm-hmm. talk about her. Sure. You know? Yeah. So yeah, as as the one that they most admire, respect, mm-hmm, and so. Mm-hmm. You're going to be getting that one too, Zana. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Once I finish with it. Like um, I said, like, okay, we, how many more am I going to be assigned? So I think either we need to start doing this this podcast more often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or else yeah, I'm going to so. be retired by the time we get to all of these things. <laughs> it's been announced uh, that, Samantha, you will be doing a couple of multicast upcoming releases. And one of them was originally published in 2019. It's mm. the Turncoat Book 3. The Rebels and Redcoats saga uh, by T.J. London, and you are part of this incredible cast that I'm not even going to be able to mention all the names, but Connor Crace, mm-hmm. Tara Langella, John Hartley, you just, I mean, just to name a few, but this is a huge multicast thing, and this saga is, I mean, 
these are big, huge, epic books to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then you're getting to narrate that. And I'm, I'm assuming that the project is already done because what we're, we're actually hearing snippets of the, the sound. Is that, is that correct? So no, actually. The snippet was from, somebody was DMing me about this just yesterday, talking about my accent. And I said, oh gosh, like I'm actually quite like in my head about it because that was from my audition audio that she had pulled together that video, which is awesome and very exciting. Pretty much, I'm not discrediting it. I'm just talking, I get in my actor head. But yeah, so I actually get that one. So there's two that I'm slated on for with her. The character that I'm playing, Wilhelmina, gets introduced in the next book, which I record in April. And then the book after that is I will be more of, I, I think that character is more significant. And then that records later in the year. So yeah, joining this episode, I read actually just over the weekend because I had asked for some of the previous books because I said, this really seems like a rich world that people are really invested in and with such a huge multicast I'd love to just get a sense of what I'm walking into and over the weekend I read Man of War which is the book right before the one that yeah the previous record yeah and oh my gosh this woman she researches so well like if you are a history nerd and you like you know I, I just think it's like so it was so delightful everything was so rich and it didn't feel like sometimes you read these books where Somebody is like just telling you that they did their research. So like you get on a page and it's just like you feel like you're reading the Wikipedia entry. And she so effortlessly weaves in the history that she knows just in a way to make you feel grounded in that world. Whether or not it's something as subtle as somebody looking through the library of somebody's room that they're in and you know all those books are very accurate for somebody in that time or right. whatever. It's less like, and then the king went to such as, and you're like, nobody, that, that's irrelevant to the story. <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. very excited to do it. It's one of actually, I said last year, I hadn't really done many multicast or duet records one of my first ones just came out, which was like a werewolf one. And then uh, I'm doing so many. There's that one. Then there's these two absolutely filthy delights that Trilina Pucci wrote. Yes. Um, and we're <laughs> going to talk about those too. <laughs> <laughs> but those are also those are also coming. So, yeah, there's like a number at this one with Teddy. Like all of a sudden it really went from zero to a lot more on, on the duets. Which is uh, which I do want to touch on that is do you have a preference for solo, dual narration, duet narration? It's tough because, you know, on the one hand, I absolutely understand the listener experience is enhanced in a lot of ways when it's duet. I I respect that. As a producer, I don't love them because they're so expensive and time-consuming to produce. <laughs> and <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I just, like, I hate how expensive production is, period, for indie authors. And then when they want to do this type of production, I always feel bad. But I'm like, no, it literally is taking our editor hours and hours to cut mm -hmm. in, you know, each line. So it has to go up. As a narrator, I also, like, it has taken a little bit of practice because... There is a way that I can connect to work when I'm, you know, reading the mail lines as well, that you get into a flow, that you feel that emotional back and forth. And I just experienced this on a, on a recent one that I did where you stop, you put in the sound and you skip to the next thing. And I'm not really connecting to the, the my instinct was to not connect to the mail mm -hmm. lines in that scene. And I got done with the chapter and I was like, wow, no, I have to like redo the whole thing and actually almost read the mail lines like I normally would 
to feel connected to the work because it can be easy to just again I, I go into cartoon mode where I'm just like oh that's my line let me just do the take and not really connect to the whole story yeah. whereas audiobooks you have to be connected to that arc and story it's actually a rarity when you're actually in the studio because it would actually be different if our studio sessions were at the same time and I'm actually hearing them in my ears and responding to them but most of the ones are done because schedules can't line up in the right, volume right. that people are narrating. So I'm just self-recording and I'm just hitting pause and moving on to the next take. But I if see. you can line it up and you can respond to each other, that's great. And I would say like when books are in first person POV, they automatically feel like they sit more, whether or not it's duet or dual narration, they feel like they sit more in an acting space anyways because mm -hmm. it's all for, it's like one giant monologue of your right, experience. Right. You're yeah, still a story, but the POV makes it feel different. So right. each narrator has a different approach to how they do the the duet narrations as far as if you are putting, you know, just recording your, the female dialogue and mm -hmm. it's, you know, the, the guy's POV on the chapter how do you approach that in terms of the recording of it? Because some will sort of whisper the guy's line mm. or, you know, to like put themselves in the space or they'll just give a number count or they'll not do anything at all. Do you have a, a particular method in which yeah, that I mean, you so use I, for that? I just have at the ready to copy paste five seconds of room tone to help the editors find it better. So mm. whenever I get to a section of the text that the male narrator would need to be cut in, I'm just pasting that there and automatically stopping to put it in. But again, I, I was an editor of books as I was training up as a producer. So I'm very comfortable in my Pro Tools software. Um, so that stopping and putting it in, that goes fairly fast. It doesn't break my flow. But like I mentioned earlier, I think I I learned that I have to, while I'm doing that, still stay connected to the text and just really thoughtfully read, not out loud, just in my head, the mail line, instead of being like tops and tails and being like, oh, he said this and then that. And that's what I'm responding to. Because I did, like I said, I did that for one of my first chapters and was like, this was, no, you lost that, the whole arc work. we were trying to tell. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I just so you actually it produce head. it, you actually come at it as, as a, from a producer standpoint then. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm always trying to make my editor's lives as easy as possible. And I had actually, I had a lot of personal stuff happen at the end of last year. And I was noticing all these books were coming. I was really priding myself on turning in pretty clean audio because, again, I come from it, from this other side. And I was getting an embarrassing amount of retakes. And I, I actually sent an email out to all these producers I worked with. I was like, I promise this is not really my standard. I'm actually shocked. And everybody responded back like, who, what? No, it's fine. Like, you know, <laughs> life happens, whatever. But it really is. I'm always in my mind because those are the ones that at the end of the day have your performance in their hands, whether or not they're tightening up spaces, right? Like, so there are some genres that like my pacing and tone is a little bit different and I'm going to go and I'm very conscious actually of how I move through the pacing of a story of any story really and if an editor plays with those silences too much or whatever their interpretation they're proofing it for you so those are the friends you want to make your your editors are are your friends <laughs> oh yeah I, I would imagine that it's the audio equivalent of being friends with the IT guy and the guy who works in facilities 100%. so Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never get on their bad side because you they will good. make your life hell. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
so we were talking about some of your upcoming releases and yeah. another one that and you mentioned uh, Trilina Pucci and this is the one that I am probably most excited about because I've already read this eyeball read this one but it was announced in January the cast for Tangled in Tinsel which is a reverse harem romance and novella uh, with a Christmas theme and you are with on this one you're going to be with Jason Clark, Teddy Hamilton, Connor Crace, and Troy Duran. Can I just say, Samantha, it sucks to be you, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, only because I'm friends with all of them and I'm not sure how I'm gonna look them in the eye after this. Because this is like <laughs> Trelina is next level with this book. Tangled in Tinsel is Whew, girl. And oh, like, it is off it is off the charts filthy, and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I mean, I delight. Obviously, I said yes to the project, and I'm very excited. But when I said yes, I didn't know who the cast was. And then they came back, and they were like, hey, we're getting ready to announce the cast. Here's who you're going to be with. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I suppose independently with each of these men, I've been quite salacious. But, like, together, okay, well, right. it'll be a party. And then the other one that she's doing, Not So Lucky, is a similar... I think you swap out Troy for Jacob Morgan. So it's oh. just <laughs> again. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be a, just in a sandwich of I'm mostly I'm sad that it's a duet because I don't get to do my like wheel of impressions then cuz I was really like, "Oh, then I'll just do my best Teddy and my best, but no, no, they'll do it all." <laughs> well, and it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to hear that one in in duet. I will admit to a little bit of prudishness on my part, but I tend to eyeball read Reverse Harem more than I can more than I can listen to it because there's a lot going on and a lot of moving parts and <laughs> you know it's it's hard to keep track of as long as as long as the writer has counted all their limbs. <laughs> yes, yes, Trelina, don't worry, Trelina is very good at counting all the limbs. So I mean, it's it's a very important thing to do, and it's true. I would imagine that this is both equal parts thrilling and difficult given that these are these are people that you have worked with often and are friends with and yeah yeah so. I mean obviously we can't do this job and at least have a sense of I don't know both decorum and humor about the entire thing so it will it will ultimately be fine but I do know that there's like okay well we're really we're entering into new territory with each other so hello um. hello <laughs> Nice to see you here. So yes. let's let's do let's get our dance moves right. Let's not lose any limbs and let's get tangled in some right. tinsel. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a level of professionalism that you have to start with. Yeah, to, and you have a different vocabulary with each of them. Like my production chains look with Sebio look very different than my production chains with Jason and, you know, what you pick out and how you talk to each other about things is, you know, you find that with each person that you work with, especially if you get to work with them a number of times. For our listeners who don't know, Sebio is Sebastian York. Sorry. So. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I, I tend to do that, too. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm excited for, for all of those, those things that are coming up for you. I am excited that, well, okay, I'm excited to get to talk to you. Just... <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> True story. Because you have been, you know, when you're on, I've seen you on social media and you're always, you're always engaging, very friendly, very open to talking to people. And I knew 
going into today that this was going to be a fun session just because of that. And so thank you for that just on it's the aside. Last, yeah. My yeah, pleasure. and it's always a pleasure having you in my ear and listening to you. And it's I'm looking forward to all of the things that that I'm going that are currently in my library that are going to be listened to in the future from you. As I mentioned earlier, uh, as of yesterday, you have 732 followers on TikTok. We're gonna get you to a thousand. So we can go live. There was one more as of this podcast, at least. Yes, Zana, the best. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, 733 now that we have Zana. (laughs) And you are on TikTok, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Ms. underscore Brentmore. Is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know about that you have coming up that you're excited about? I think we really talked about them. I'm most active just for anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm really pretty diligent about answering any DM that you sen- come send through. I, I Opportunities like this, I just love talking to people who do spend so much time with me in their ears, even if it's just one book. And it's always interesting, love it or hate it. I always love to hear what you think about books. So hit me up on any of those. I'm most active on Instagram and, and my stories and stuff. Again, trying to show up on TikTok talk so I can do lives with some people. And yeah, I'm mostly excited for this duet with Teddy, mostly because I just feel like we we plucked it from, you know, a, a dream thing. It's it's an author I love. It's a duet. It's Teddy. It's surfers. It's angsty, like good deliciousness that you're just going to, you know, yeah. be on every page like, oh, these two. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. And and the Trillina one's just for the sheer amazingness they're they're novellas Uh, they're filthy they're delightful Trilina is one of the funniest people and so the opportunity that I'll get to talk to her more and get to know her more through working on those I'm really looking forward to so yeah those I'd I'd say those are the big ones so you said that that Love and V was your first of the conventions Love in Vegas was my first convention yeah are you going to be doing any conventions this year I am I am going to return to Indies Invade Philly um, oh, nice. So I'll be doing that I one I think again. we're going to that one. Yes. Oh, yeah, we yeah. Are. I love it. It's so amazing. Audibly Addicted does a lot of stuff to take care of the narrators, and it's and it's close to home because I'm in New York. So, yeah, I'll be doing Philly, and then I'll be – I decided this year the ones I was going to sign on for were places that I would want to go as, like, a personal trip. So I'm going to Indies Invade Banff in Canada. Ooh, nice. Um, and we're tagging Ooh. on a a wedding anniversary trip to that, actually, because, like, we're both working during our actual wedding anniversary in March. So in May, we'll be taking a delayed wedding anniversary trip in Banff. And then in the summertime, I'm going to do Rare London. So I will be in London, Banff, and Philly. There is a slim chance I – there's a – there's a pretty big gig that is immovable that overlaps with Vegas at the moment. But as with all things entertainment, those timelines can shift. So if it shifts, I will make my way to Vegas. They're they're holding a last minute spot if it changes. But right now, mm-hmm. the schedule doesn't work out. Gotcha. And they really haven't announced too many of the narrators for Vegas as as yet. I think they're still anyway, so working the, it I think out. Yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts still going on with that and I know that so we are going to be at Readers Take Denver we will also be and we managed to get some tickets for the (laughs) the after dark session in Chicago for uh, Wild and Windy in the City but I know that one of those overlaps with the Audis I think that's the Readers Take Denver yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, and Denver overlaps. That's why I couldn't go. I, I was asked about Denver, but I'm going to the audience into APAC, which is, you know, like a producer narrator convention in New York. I will be at both of those. Excellent. So and so we do hope to meet you in Philly and um, and anywhere else that we both uh, overlap. And uh, we will we will make ourselves known. I'm going to look into Banff. <laughs> God, guys, go to Banff. Yeah. When they said they were doing this, it was like, hell yes. Oh, my gosh. I have planned conventions. Xana's planned conventions. We've never been to a book convention. So oh, this is whoa. a whole different animal for us. Get ready, ladies. Buckle up. Yeah. So <laughs> I am both excited and terrified by the prospect. Yeah. It's just it's it's always unexpected. And I it's you know, a lot of lugging around books if you pre-ordered them. But I I wouldn't I, I love going. There's nothing better than just being able to connect with the community. And I'm always so surprised when people bring or bring bring up books just to talk to me about that are ones that they really connected with because they're ones that I maybe hadn't I presumed were off people's radar and somebody will come up and say, No, that book really impacted me and I'm like oh wow this is amazing so I think I think it's great and also so many people it was really great this last year to see so many people like yourselves that formed communities online and then never get to see each other and then they get to go to these conventions and you know it's the first time that they really get to spend that kind of time together so it's a fun friend vacation too so I just feel like they're Full of so much like love and enthusiasm and support. Yeah, I think though that that community spirit and that community feeling that you're getting with any type of convention where you've got a bunch of people who have the same interest is always just amazing. Like you can be in your own space and you're like, I'm really excited about this thing. And maybe your partner isn't as excited or your friends or family or whatever aren't excited. But then you meet these people who validate your love mm-hmm. of this thing by just having as much enthusiasm if not more in some cases than you do and it just it makes it so magical to be able to have those connections it's beautiful so. yeah to find your tribe in those things yeah. you know well, couldn't have said it better yes 100 it's great samantha thank you so much for being on the program this has been so much fun today and you put up with all the fangirl and everything, and I just appreciate you even more for it. Thank you so much for being on today. And you've created a new fangirl, too. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Mutual Fan Appreciation Society. All of the information about Samantha and uh, her upcoming projects will be on the show notes page on our website, which is cupandsaucybooks.com. And you can also follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, Hive, TikTok, Tumblr, and love the social media for romance. And on Twitter as Cup in with the letter N, Saucy Books. And thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. We are next going to be at Readers Take Denver, and we hope to see you there. And then join us for our next episode when I make Xana review whatever it is I made her read. <laughs> and we will probably go on a few tangents. Happy reading. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>